Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all, the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's journey for free on iOS and Android. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to start off your Thursday. Little Goodbye Girl by David Gates. Oh, you know, David Gates went on to huge things after success of Goodbye Girl. Goodbye Girl, a theme from the movie Goodbye Girl, released in 77, 1977. Uh, different times, different mm-hmm. times. Uh, stars uh, Marsha Mason and uh, Richard Dreyfus were the romantic leads in a movie. Uh, now, many of you might be too young to even know who Richard Dreyfus or Marsha Mason are, but if you do, you'd know that they wouldn't, it, it, by today's standards, be the lead of a movie. Let me just say, Mar- Margot, they know Margot Robbie's. Oh, okay. okay. Or, or, uh, or uh, you know, uh, any of Ryan Brad, Gosling's Brad or Brad Pitt's. Pitt's yeah. Yeah. But it was different times when Richard Dreyfus could be a leading romantic lead. Mm-hmm. And Marsha Mason could be the leading romantic lead too. Mm-hmm. You know, they were both. <laughs> yeah, but you know, 
these days if you put the two of them in a movie together and say we're going to sell this movie to this is back when there were no cables or anything three mm-hmm. chance so anything could go into the theater yeah and people went you went to the theater to see goodbye girl mm-hmm. and see richard Dreyfus and marcia mason in a romantic movie you could watch two weird looking people be romantic with each other <sighs> Even like porn was just we. Yeah. It was not good looking people. Mm-mm. It was freaks going at it. Yeah. And we watched it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but th- th- these days everybody's gorgeous, and that's the way it's got to be. And the reason I bring that up is I have several things that I need to talk about. I went out last night, Alex. Ooh. I went out. I went into the world. Okay. I went to a Hollywood party. Oh. Big time. Hollywood party. Okay. Last night. And, you know, here's my, here's the key to Hollywood. I, it's, it's taken me all these years to figure it out. But you got it. I figured it out last okay. night. It's a little late, I think, for me, but I finally got it. Oh. I've been in this business now for 40 something. I, I feel like I've been in LA for like 40 years. Mm-hmm. And it came to me last night at the, okay, now stay with me for those of you who know, you know. I don't know if anybody, if you guys listen to Howard Stern at all, if you know Howard Stern, Uh if you've heard of Howard Stern. But anyway, Howard Stern has a producer named Gary Delabate. Maybe many of you know him as Baba Booey, Baba, but whatever. He's Gary Delabate. If you know Howard Stern, you know Gary Delabate. Gary Delabate has the thing for vinyl records, you know, that's his Mm -hmm. passion is vinyl. Yeah. They kind of goof on him a lot on Howard Stern show for his love of vinyl and he does these things, these called their vinyl listening parties, and he has them around town. And anyway, Sarah Colonna was over here at the house the other day, and she said, I got invited to Gary Delabate's latest vinyl listening party. Okay. And she said, you should go too. So I know the people over at Stern, and I emailed uh, my friends over at Stern, and I said, can I go to Gary's party? Mm-hmm. And they said, absolutely. He'd love to have you. So they put me on the list, and we I meet Kelowna and John, Sarah Kelowna and her husband, John Ryan. I meet them over at a restaurant, and we head over the hill, okay? Shock, all shocking. Yeah. Sunday night, I'm heading over the hill at 6 p.m. I, that stuff is I, shocking. Stuff I never do. That's again. very shocking. You know, we're in an Uber and whatever else. We get to one of these things. Now, I don't know if you guys don't have them in your neighborhood. Maybe you do. I don't even know. But there's, a, there's these things out there now, and I think... The people who live behind me, it might be one of them. Okay. There are homes here in Los Angeles that are that are actual houses. They're not like uh, businesses. They're homes within a neighborhood mm-hmm. that are just for like parties. Yeah. You know, like you can rent it out for a party mm-hmm. and you, whatever. You, it, it doesn't have to be a crazy party. It could be yeah. like a, you know. It could be a, a, a classy dinner party. A classy or, dinner party. Or it could be like a, a company will rent it out. Like Coca-Cola mm, is having yeah. their people over stuff. for a thing at, mm-hmm. this par- at this house. Anyway, it's at one of these, a home and blah, blah, blah. So we get there, and uh, there's security out front. And uh, now, now, just so you know, Gary Delabate is probably in his 60s, and he's doing this with John Hine, who's also on the Howard Stern show. And they're both probably in their early 60s, at least late 50s. Okay. I'm sure it's early 60s. That's important to the story. Okay. We enter the, uh, I'm on the list. Thank God, no problems. We're in. And it's a house, and okay. And it's cool. It's a cool-looking house. It's got a cool vibe to it. 
Now, I immediately walk in and I spot, I don't know what this is going to be. People tell me it's a vinyl listening party for Gary Delabate. Now, I know Gary a little bit because I've done this Howard Stern wrap-up show several times, and I know uh, John Hine or whatever. Whether they remember me and know me, they do the show every day, who knows. But anyway, mm-hmm. I walk in and I immediately see John Hine, and I'm with a person who knows John. And John and John's like, oh, yeah, 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 Chris, okay, kind of, whether he was bullshitting or not, who knows. Yeah. But he was busy. Everyone was working because they were recording it for the radio. It's going to be on Howard oh, Stern fine. 101 on Friday. So they're recording it. Uh, so and then we go back to like, the pool area. And I see a guy named, a guy, now I'm losing many of you on this. We'll get to some fun stories in a second. Let me tell my story. Mm-hmm. Richard Blade, who is very, for those of you who grew up in Los Angeles, or if you listen to uh, First Wave on Sirius, you'd know Richard Blade's voice. He's an English guy. He's been doing like 80s new wave music on K-Rock out here in LA and on now on new wave, um, at first wave on Sirius for God, forever. He's mm-hmm. been around in the in the LA world for 40 years. And he's iconic and I'm a huge music fan. So I'm already like, oh my God, there's Richard Blade. And I'm starting to see some people I know, a guy named, uh, you know, I Andy Richter's there, oh, Molly cool. Shannon's there. And it's just a few of us. It's, it's a small party. Um, who else? I mean, good Dave, a guy named Dave Holmes. If you knew MTV, you'd know Dave Holmes. He's been around. Uh, Jake Fogelnest is there. Like people who are like in the radio, MTV music world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Jam. Uh, and if you know Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis pr- produce old Janet Jackson stuff and a lot of great uh, music. And so uh, I meet Jimmy Jam immediately. Great guy. Just kind of ducked into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Ooh. So I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, this is a party. This is what I like. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy. It's just a bunch of old people milling about outside. Yeah. They got drinks. They got people cooking. They got a staff of, you know, party staff. And there's microphones set up in, like, the cool living room area. And they basically tell me what it's going to be. I'll say, here's what it's going to be. They, they have six people. Um, Jimmy Jam, uh, the people I've just mentioned, Richard Blade, Richard Blade, uh, Dave Holmes, and and uh, oh, a, a guy that used to be on. I was actually on Lights Out with David Spade with him a bunch, and uh, and he used to be a, a Daily Show correspondent. Um, oh, his name will come to me in a second. Rob Corddry. There okay. you go. Rob Corddry's the other one. Molly, like I said, Molly Shannon's there, and and on and on and on. This is like a who's who's for an aging rocker. Of nerdy yeah, of like, record people. Yeah. And I'm all about it. I know. I mean, this would have been mortifying to anybody except probably mm-hmm. me. I wouldn't have recognized a no, single no, person. Nobody. Except, nobody. well, you're, it's about to get... Re- now, the one thing I'm noticing, like <laughs> I said, is I'm, I'm looking around. This is what I was going to say earlier about uh, Richard Dreyfuss and Marsha Mason and the key to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. The key to Hollywood, I believe, what I've noticed yesterday, and I tell you how when I learned this, because in comes walking at right before the thing starts, and I'll tell you all about it in a second. In comes walking John Stamos. Okay. Okay. Now we're all just hanging out. It's like I said, there's probably forty people there at most, Mm -hmm. and Stamos comes walking in, and I don't know Stamos, but we kind of know of each other through like our whatever comedy Mm -hmm. world and whatever. So Stamos and I make a little bit. Hey, what's going on? Good to see you again. Blah blah. And I'm like, oh, he, I haven't seen him in a long time. 
And I was like, oh, he's he's a good, the man's a good looking man. He's yeah. one of those people when you see John Stamos, you look at him and you're like, well, of course he had to be an actor because he's genetically put together differently than most people you see in the airport or Bucky's or you mm-hmm. choose your place yeah. where everyone's gross. You know what I mean. Yep. For the most part, any mall, anywhere, anything, any street, walking down, hustle and bustle, busy, Times Square, everybody's gross. And you know what I mean when I say that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gross. Everybody's got a, you know, it takes all kinds, mm-hmm. shapes and sizes, myself included. I'm gross. Yeah. Shapes and sizes and weirdness. And, and there are certain people you look at and go, oh, shit. As a, you know, like Margot Robbie mm-hmm. and fucking Matthew McConaughey. I'd pick your favorite. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. It used to be what we, everybody, for the most part, everyone's Richard Dreyfus and Marsha Mason, but mm-hmm. every now and again, you get a Paul Newman. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this fucking guy had to be in show business because he looks like Paul Newman. Yeah. So Stamos comes walking in and you're like, oh, look at this guy. You know, sunglasses on. It's 7 p.m. I had sunglasses on too. We were like two, we were like two, people trying to out-douchebag each other in the kitchen of this place, both with our sunglasses on. Like It was too like a good versus evil yeah. battle of sunglass-wearing douchebags inside. Now, were you wearing an aviator? I was wearing an aviator. That, okay. that you know, But I took it off eventually okay. when I started like What was he chatting. rocking? He has like a, it looks like a prescription glass. Mm. I don't know if it's from the Jamie Foxx collection over at America's Best. Okay. I'm not sure if it's pre-rule. Yeah. Whatever it is. But Who knows? But anyway, they it look looks nice. nice on him. Okay. Anyway, he's a handsome guy. He's as skinny as fucking can be, you know? So this is what the key to Hollywood is, I've noticed. Even when you think you're skinny... You need to be 15 pounds skinnier. Uh. That's what I've noticed about Hollywood. Like, oh, yeah, like I'm a thinnish guy, but I'm like, well, this guy, I mean, looking at John Stamos, his shoulders are probably 12 inches wide. You know, from <laughs> okay. shoulder to shoulder, yeah. probably 12. He's like a little child. Mm-hmm. He's five foot eight and 130 pounds. Yeah. You know, like you could, you, you could pick him up and, and just completely just drop him on his head if you, if it ever got to something like that. Mm-hmm. He's a tiny, tiny man. But, you know, real good looking. But I feel like it's easy to be good looking when you're that compact. Yeah. You know, you don't got a lot of space on your mm-hmm. body to fuck up. Yeah. So he's little, but, you know, very handsome. And I actually turned to the person next to me. I, I, she runs HBO Max. And I know, I've known her for years. And she knows John. So she brings John over and we're chatting and blah, blah, blah. And he's telling, okay, now here's what this is. Now let me just tell you. First of all, I thought it was going to be corny, and I didn't know what to expect. And I'm like, what a great idea for a fucking party. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here it is. Now, for an older person, you know, well, I'm not, t- I'm talking, listen, I have to admit parties these days, they're over for me. You know, I don't go to any good parties anymore, so now you got to change what a party is. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know what people do these days. I don't know. I don't even know how this shit works. Yeah. So they have two microphones you set up. You know kids' parties. I, well, that, I just did one yeah. on Saturday. I mean, we'll talk, we talked about that parties. on Patreon. But yeah, so anyway, I don't know what adult people do. I'm when I, when I say adult, I mean above 40. Everybody there is above 40. Mm-hmm. So in comes my friend Arden Marine. I haven't seen her in forever. And Lauren Lapkus, who I've known forever, comes in. We're all having a great time. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows what it is. And no, none of these people are really that into music. They just, Jade Catapretta's there. Oh, how does she? Run into she? her. So anyway, 
And everyone's like, I don't, I don't know music. I don't know Jimmy. Like I'm, I'm telling these people. I'm like, I'm telling Arden Marine. I'm like, that's Jimmy Jam. She's like, who? I'm like, oh, forget it. Yeah. So now they're like, come on, ever anyone who's interested in like the portion that we're going to be taping for the show, come on into the living room. Mm-hmm. They got lights set up. They got cameras set up. They're doing like a radio broadcast. Yeah. I immediately run right in, and I'm front and center. And now they got the people who are going to be presenting on sitting on the couch and John Hine gets up and he says what it's going to be. And then Gary Delabate gets up and he says, I do this personal in my personal life, mm-hmm. but this one we're taping for the air. Yeah. And he goes, you guys don't. So here's what it is. Okay. Now stay with me and you got to tell me if this is a good idea. Cause I thought it was a fantastic idea. I don't know if you guys are into vinyl or you have records. Like we all think we are. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was, you see them, look at them, yeah. you see all my vinyl over yeah. there. But the record player, I never really got a great player for them. I've had several different ones, but the skipping and all of this bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, and I buy these along the way at different, you know, flea markets and shit, and yeah. it's fun to get them, but it is a pain in the ass. You know, you gotta, you gotta like, you can't walk away from it because it'll fucking skip and then you're going to run back in where it's just as easy to yell it out to Alexa, you know, mm-hmm. uh, play the Edmund Fitzgerald and instead of getting out Gordon Lightfoot's album and putting yeah. it on the play. But some people are into it like it, as a hobby and, and it's their whole thing. So everybody sits down, all the people I mentioned and Stamos and everybody. And now Gary says what it's going to be. And I'm right there. I'm loving every second of this. And he goes, tonight's theme, everybody, is cover songs. And everybody here, of the seven people who we've chosen to be our presenters this evening, uh, pick their favorite cover song, and then you have to bring it on an album. A vinyl album. So you have to have the a vinyl record and mm-hmm. say, I pick this cover song for this reason, and now I'm going to play it. And they yeah. had a DJ there, uh, Rasan. If you guys know the Howard Stern show, it's Rasan. You would know who I'm talking about. Anyway, he's spinning behind the thing. So he they give him the record, he puts it on, and everyone sits and listens to that. Pro- but they tell the story before. Here's mm-hmm. why I chose it. Here's some interesting facts about the song. This may sound horribly boring I to everybody. I'm fucking loving yeah. every second of it. Everybody, great. Everybody had a great story. Stamos chose like a weird, some people chose like funny covers because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Stamos like, this is Don Rickles doing you know, like a Rolling Stone song. Like yeah. he did an album once in 1962 or whatever, and he plays a Don Rickles doing a cover song. And then some people play like real covers. Like, and then Richard Blade ends it with like this great story about this cover that uh, the jam. Anyway, the whole thing was so fucking cool. And I mean, I loved it. I was so happy to be out amongst celebrities. And I was, I'm a big celebrity too. People yeah. are like, oh my God, this and then, of course, it's over, and now it's just like me and Richard Blade hanging out in the backyard, just chopping it up about like '80s. Like I'm going down the list. I don't think I was boring him. I think he was into it. And we're to was your first concert? You know, he's a he's a little older than me, I think. And he's like, I think my I think it's hard for me to say, but I think it was Gary Glitter. You know, who's mm. now, I think he's in jail for a child, whatever. <laughs> Listen, but Listen. whatever. But he goes, when I, I saw him in, you know, England when I was 15 or something, mm-hmm. you know, and I was, and mine, I, told, I said, well, mine was, uh, you know, the, the Human League, which actually, uh, shit, I'm, this is so boring to everybody. We'll get to fun stories in a second. But Jimmy Jam actually worked on with Human League. 
He did human. Well, I'm only human, flesh and blood. I'm made. Anyway, oh, we were having such a great time. And then, of course, I talked to, you know, all my other friends and Lauren Lapkus. Now, for those of you who don't know who Lauren Lapkus is, she's so she's such a fucking funny actress. If you saw the movie called The Wrong Missy on Netflix with David Spade, she plays the wrong Missy. She's absolutely hilarious in the movie. It's it's, it's a kind of a good movie for Netflix. It's a good movie. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Lauren Lapkus, you would know her. Anyway, I worked with Lauren Lapkus on the Chelsea Handler sitcom called... Uh, are you there, Chelsea? It's me. Anyway, we're mm-hmm. all hanging around, and I haven't seen Arden in a while, and uh, and Lauren, and we're chatting, and Lauren says something along the lines of, you know, Chris and I worked together. We were talking to somebody, a few other people, and she goes, Chris and I worked together on a sitcom years ago. She goes, and actually, it's the fir- she's kind of blowing up now. Her career is like mm-hmm. taking off, and she's like, it's the first thing I ever did. Like the sitcom, the Chelsea Handler sitcom, was like, I never, she's like, I'd never been on a set before. I wow. was like freaking out. Mm-hmm. And she and she says something along the lines, of, and Chris was so nice to me the whole time. And I'm like, what was I? Like, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that, but I don't remember, yeah. but I'm happy. The two people who were like the first thing they've ever done were Lauren Lap, on that show was Lauren Lapkus and Ali Wong. They were both like, yeah. And then uh, they're both like huge stars Massive. and they're yeah. doing great for themselves. So, and, uh, and at the time I was like, I don't know. Are they, are they good? Like I'm better than both of them and nobody mm-hmm. gave a shit about me. No, and they still don't. No. So, uh, but yeah, I was happy to hear that, that, it, that she thought, I, and she's super nice. And, uh, so, I got, I got like a, it was one of those things where I look like Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. Which I don't think I am, but I'm glad that people have perceived that I mm-hmm. that I am or think that I am. If somebody had tried to tell you a story of when you were a total dick on set, could you even refute it? Has it been so long? No, or? no, I would never be a total, like mm. I don't have, I didn't have the power to be a dick on that yeah, show. It was point. just like a, you know, hired gun to come in and like mm. write jokes. But anyway, I mean, I, and then I was with Chelsea, so I felt like I had a little more. Yeah. You know, I could talk a little more than most people. But, and then I was like, oh, those were weird times with Chelsea. You know, that was, we were doing both shows at the same time, the sitcom and Chelsea lately. So we were like crazy, her and me and Brad and, and Tom, all of us who wrote on both shows mm-hmm. at the same time. And she's like, yeah, you know, I didn't really, I didn't know Chelsea at all. And she's like, I just had a couple of, you know, interesting meetings with her. And I was like, oh, yeah, I bet you did. I bet. Those are some interesting times. Yeah. And she's like, but now she's like so nice to me. She writes me, you know, on Instagram or whatever, text and mm-hmm. about nice things. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, people change. Thank God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there you go. But anyway, maybe I was like, oh, God, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't look like a complete. Like, I'm glad she didn't walk in and go, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Good to see you again. Uh, so, God, it looked good. Anyway, night, it was a great time. I mean, I couldn't. The whole thing, I could have sat there and listened to people talk about their album, their song choices, mm-hmm. and play the record. I could have done it for five more hours. Yeah. I know they goof on Gary for these things that he does, like Howard Stern, always like, I mean, could you think of anything more boring than going to a Gary vinyl party? And I, if you're not into it, because I saw people like walk into the living room and then be like, the fuck is this? And walk right out. Yeah. But I mean, there were some people there, hardcore fans of music, and just like, into it mm-hmm. does that sound like a fun up party that sounds idea? great to me but I, if, are, I, if i did it i don't have my friends aren't cool enough what are I some can, what are some of the good covers what like well, what were people or can you not say is it coming out no no no, no 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 i think i think it's gonna be on friday but i think it's a great idea yeah. yeah uh i mean uh some people like they they played with the cover thing a little bit because 
Uh, anyway, the one cover that uh, Richard Blade did was called That's Entertainment by The Jam. Uh, David Bowie did a cover of it, I think. And actually, Morrissey did a cover of it. And he played the Morrissey one. Uh, and then... This is some Led Zeppelin, the Lemon Ooh, Song, okay. I believe. You know, some of the stuff you don't know is covered. And then the guy, uh, Jimmy Jam, that had a great story about Janet Jackson, who does, who did a cover of a, a kind of an obscure song on her Janet album. And it was just these guys are all fucking fascinating. You mm-hmm. know, they got great stories. They've been in the music game forever. They're all DJs on on iconic radio stations, and yeah. uh, so they have great st- and like the the stories they told about the songs. You know, they gave you interesting mm-hmm. tips on everything, and it, it was great. It was so such a cool thing to do, um, and you know, the people fucking Stamos seems like a great guy. Like I don't know him at all, but I'm like, oh, I could see why everybody loves this guy. You know, but then I was like, what does a guy do now? Like, how does this? I know he probably has plenty of money, mm-hmm. and I know Full House or whatever. I think this plays forever, and I think it's a new Full House. Some isn't there? Some yeah, like another Full House on Netflix. It's mm-hmm. a big hit, and. He's doing great, but he's not one of those dudes who I think like gets up and goes to work every day. Yeah. Um, He's not a movie star. He's not in the Marvel movies and he's not on television. Mm -hmm. uh, 15 different CSI. Yeah. 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 So I was was like, I I don't know why I was thinking this. I'm looking at him going like, like how much, like, is he, does he have 30 million? Does he have to, is he have to worry ever again? Mm -hmm. Is he good? Like what is people's, I don't know what people. Did you look it up? No, well, no, but that, that those things are never right. Okay, you know those Google. You know, yeah, they. Um, I think one of them. One of if you Google me, it says twenty five million. Yeah, Fucking, are you kidding? Well, which is funny because that's what they say about John Stamos yeah, too. Yeah, so. Yeah. so who knows? I mean, <laughs> so whether it's true or not, who knows? But uh, anyway, I uh, and then of course there was a guy there who was like big, long hair. He looked like somebody. Mm-hmm. He had like a cool suit on. He had a police shirt on. We were all everyone was kind of like dressed in their cool. They tried aging to be cool, rocker. aging rocker. Wasn't it? Yeah. So anyway, I started chatting the guy, and he says his screen, blah, 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 and he and he goes, "I wrote seven. Wow. And like, and then he rattles off like five other movies, and I'm like, "Oh, you're like." Huge. You're not just a fucking screen like every asshole on this street's a screenwriter. Yeah. You wrote seven. Yeah. Uh, and I now I can't fucking remember his name. But David he's like, Fincher. Dave, no, David. Andrew Fincher. Kevin Walker. Andrew. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the great. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. And it was such a small, intimate gathering that you can all kind of just chat. Everybody thought everybody was somebody because nobody knew who anybody was. Mm-hmm. So. They were under the assumption that I was somebody because for whatever reason, I was with the girl from a yeah, girl. She's a 50 year old woman, mm-hmm. but she runs HBO Max or what I call Max now. Yeah. And we know her. Sarah Colonna is good friends with her. So we, and she's like a huge Stern fan. So she was freaking out. So she was with us the whole time. And I think people thought I was like, oh, well, if he's with the HBO Max lady. Mm-hmm. He must be HBO Max guy. Yeah. So they were kind of. I don't want to say kissing my ass, but they were chatting with me thinking, I think this guy might, might be some somebody because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing my sunglasses at 8 p.m. like a dick. Anyway, great time. Want to tell that story. I'm sorry if I bored you, but I had a blast at the Gary Delabate vinyl release party. Mm-hmm. Here's Sounds the, fun. It was great. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was such a great time. Anyway, if, don't invi- if you choose to have one of these parties... And you want, and you're saying, I'm going to have Chris Frangiolo to my vinyl party. Mm-hmm. You got to come up with a theme. Now, if you do covers, I'm going to give you my one that I would probably do. Okay. 
I would, and I don't know if I have the album, but I think I, I could get it. I would find the album, but I think I would probably do "Tainted Love" by Soft Cell. I okay. believe is a cover, if I'm not mistaken. I think "Tainted Love" is a cover, Soft Cell, and I Gloria might do Jones that. Gloria Jones, maybe originally. Yeah, yeah, originally. Yeah. yeah, so I would probably do that. Uh, "Tainted Love," I uh, love that song, and I, that's so. There you go. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to bring, and I'll and I'll come up with an interesting story to tell about it. You know, the other thing about these people. Show business people, say what you want about us, eating babies or whatever. They're entertaining. They once the mic once the microphone's on and they get up there and talk, you know, that's this is their business. They're fucking entertainers. Yeah. And they're entertain like if you did this with your just your friends, your firefighter, cop, mm-hmm. electrician friends, yeah. I don't know if it would be as fun as doing it with John Stamos and uh, you know, and uh, and and th- these guys, yeah, you know, Dave Holmes, who tells this great story about some Springsteen cover, this punk band that a cover of Springsteen song. And it's just like, they all have these great stories. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough about that bullshit. Holy. Alex, I knew this was coming. I, 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 I dreaded the day, according to the uh, Washington Post. Okay. Everybody went out to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. It's still breaking records everywhere. Movie theaters are packed. AMC th- chain of theaters apparently had their biggest three weeks ever. Yeah. Uh, now is that the, Oppenheimer too? Both of still them. Both of them. So they're strong? calling it Barbieheimer or whatever. Yeah. Like the both, they're both getting tons of people to come into theaters, mm-hmm. and it's the first time in since I don't know four or five years that theaters yeah. been packed again. Whether it was COVID or not enough movies. I think or, if we're being honest, it was pre-COVID. I yeah, mean, like there was some shitty, it was some shitty movies, and it was a lot of different things. Reasons then, of course, COVID killed it, and then yep. it t- took a while for to come back from COVID and all that. Well, now they're back. They're going to Barbie and Oppenheimer. But here's, I knew it was going to happen, and I'm concerned, and here it is. Bad behavior at Barbenheimer in the theaters is reflecting a worrying trend. Drunken outbursts, public nudity, nonstop cell phone use, disrupting packed theaters. Have people forgotten how to go to the movies? That's, they've, this yes. was uh, my biggest fear. Yes. I'm like, these people have not been to the movies in five years. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to deal with a movie. Some of these people going to see Barbie are too young. They've probably never been to a movie. Yeah. They, don't, they don't know. They've never been without their phone yeah, for no 30, one's ever told 30 them. seconds. Yeah. yeah. So they're saying that all the theaters, it's just wild. Mm-hmm. That people are like talking, they're texting, their lights, their phones are lighting up, mm-hmm. they're getting phone calls. Probably taking TikToks. So uh, the, the the twin release, Blockbusters, Barbie and Alabama, may have broken box office records and brought people to the theaters, but some people seem to have forgotten how to go to the movies. The widespread reports of drunken outbursts at a Barbie showing the AMC on Sunday, a man wearing a pink tank top and body glitter. Uh, loudly identified with the Kens on screen throughout the film, and despite multiple shushes, he would cheer, sing, stand up, pump his fists. You know, he was treating it like it was a fucking wrestling yeah. match. Anyway, the security had to come, and he, I guess he took all his clothes off. And, uh, and the, the security had to drag him out. Uh, online stories of unruly and otherwise disrespectful guests on screenings over the past few weeks have gone viral in one particularly memorable video from what appears to be a Barbie screening in Brazil. A woman violently, violently pushes another woman on the floor. The ensuing fight plays out as Billie Eilish's Barbie song plays in the background. <laughs> the bad behavior wasn't limited to Barbie. Uh, Oppenheimer last night, the worst behaved crowds I've ever seen. Multiple camera flashes throughout. People taking pictures, of selfies of each other in the theater. Fighting. Uh, you know, and everyone's putting this shit on TikTok, you know? Yeah. So 
The mayhem isn't limited to movie theaters. The past year has been a disturbing trend of audience members throwing objects. We saw, we talked about it on mm-hmm. here. Hit a girl in the face with a cell phone, threw it at the Cardi B, water. Yep. Uh, somebody threw, you know, their, the, Lizzo made her backup dancers eat a banana yep. out of somebody's asshole. I don't know. I don't know if that's related, but, mm-hmm. you know, no, still, you got to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, wild behavior out there. Mm-hmm. I went to see Barbie. And I don't know. My audience was perfectly fine. Yeah. I think I don't. You know, who knows if these are made up stories or not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, but it is a disturbing trend. Yeah. Do people know how to behave uh, anymore? Everybody's. I, th- an I think asshole. they don't. Everybody's an asshole. Yeah. Let's face it. Mm. Bottom line is, for the most part, everyone's a fucking asshole. Yeah. And it's not even like you expect to see fourteen-year-old kids at the mall being dicks. Yeah. It's like forty-year-old men and women now. You know yeah. what I mean? It's people who like should have a four hundred one k who are getting duct taped to airplane chairs. Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. I know. We get. Yeah. We got to come up with a better way than duct tape to keep these hold these people down. I think it's yeah, tranquilizers. Something. Yeah, I mean, they're going em. wild. I all, I say it all the time. Now that I get older and speaking of what I was just talking about, the vinyl and all the fun I was having over there at Gary Delabate's party, um, it was, it was, uh, it was, I always say that, you you know, if these bands are coming around touring, you got to go because mm-hmm. we're losing a lot of them to death. You know, we've talked about the Christine McVees and the Tom Petty's and the Prince's and the people mm-hmm. who've died of late. Some people are saying, I just can't do it because of, uh, you know, so some people are having dementia issues and yeah. things like that, that they can't tour. There are nine bands currently okay, who wow. are doing farewell tours this summer. Nine legendary bands. Now they're saying, okay, so you've already lost all the people that I've mentioned. Now you're losing these. So, okay, you ready? Elton John, of course, is already done. Yeah. He finished his finished farewell tour. a few tour. months ago. So he's done. Kiss, they got a couple more shows left, mm-hmm. I think. So Kiss is done. So, so they say. I mean, yeah. they've done a ton of farewell tours. But eventually... You're done. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were doing farewell tours since they were 50. Now they're 70. So eventually your farewell tour is your farewell tour. Yeah. The Eagles are saying this is it. We're done. The They've Eagles, done it before, kiss. though, too. Dead and, co- Dead and Company. You know, okay. the Grateful Dead thing with John Mayer John or whatever. Mayer. I know they, I think they just did it. The final show in San Francisco or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just did it. Uh, they're done. Aerosmith. They're saying this wow. is it for them. Yep. This is our farewell tour. Aerosmith. Uh, Foreigner. They just did. They're on their mm-hmm. farewell tour with Loverboy. The two of those... Oh, my friend, a couple of my friends went. They were in Jones Beach on Long Island, and I saw my friends posting pictures that they were there, videos. Mm-hmm. They were all there at Jones Beach watching Foreigner and Loverboy. And they're doing, like, selfies of themselves so you could see people in the background. Mm-hmm. And, I, I I mean, the crowd at this at the Jones Beach Theater on Long Island for Foreigner for and Loverboy. Foreigner Love and Loverboy. Oh, my God. Let me just tell you. No, there was no John Stamos no. in the crowd no. at this fucking thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's just a bunch. I wonder if Foreigner... And looks out in the audience. Not that they're killing it either. Mm-hmm. Mike Reno from Loverboy looks like, uh, you know, he used to be hot. Uh, the Kid is Hot Tonight was one of their big hit. The Kid, is, and he was, I think in the, the Loverboy had an album cover where it's like leather, like leather pants cinched up in the front. I think it was Mike Reno's hips. Mm-hmm. You should see this guy now. Oh, my God. Looks like he's, uh, yeah, he couldn't. He looks like he's one of Lizzo's backup dancers. Oh, nice. Stop it. Uh, uh, Kenny Loggins, done, okay. 75. He's done too? Uh, Parliament Funkadelic, George Clinton. Okay. Candlebox, done. Oh, uh, Sarah Colonna went Sarah to the Sarah Colonna just went to B-52s, yeah. done. 
I then, thought that I'm, one happened a while ago. Yeah, but. well, if you what what do you know about anything? You don't yeah. know if it's not if it's not uh, you know David Allen Coe, you don't know shit. How do you know I love uh, David Allen Coe? And uh, and then of course Devo. And I'm many of these people I'm going to see at the mm-hmm. Darker Wave show in uh, Huntington Beach in November. Um, so there you go. They're all final tours mm-hmm. done. We're finished, yep. and they're all in the seventies. They got to be done. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a that's a sad sad time for everybody. Uh, who knows? Um, some other stuff that's going on in the world. We're just going to give you Jello. Jello. Familiar with Jello? I'm familiar. Where do you that. stand on Jello? I like a Jello, um, but uh, I don't know. It's does anybody do Jello anymore? Like a Jello is a thing of the past. I feel like Jello see? is a buffet thing only. Yeah, you see it, but no, mm-hmm. no. It, even at the buffets, nobody's scrambling for the Jello. No, they're not scrambling. So they're like, oh, I've got to grab some Jello before it's all gone. Mm-hmm. You know, people go for the shrimp right away. That's yeah. what they tell you. Oh, get the shrimp. It's a high end. Get the ribs. Mm-hmm. You know, so the Jello's going to be there. You're not going to go nuts for yeah. the Jello. Anyway, they're changing their logo. Jello is. Jello's changing their logo for the first time in, I believe, 40 years. They're changing their logo. They're making it look a little more. This is the new logo. You see it? It's a little more round. Oh, okay. and, uh, and that's the old logo there. And they're just putting a little bit of a. Little. It's, it, looks, it looks a little more like. It looks like it's made out of Jello now. Yeah. They're J E L L dash O. I don't know if this is going to. Turn it around. No. I don't know if people get, you know, it's just, if it was just about a, uh, you know, they had their problems because Bill Cosby, mm. for those of you who are old enough to remember, he was their spokesperson. Now, he was not the spokesperson for the, like the jello, yeah. at least not that I remember, like the cherry and the lime no. jello. He was like the, the pudding, pudding pops. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was still jello nonetheless. Yes. So, when you mention jello, I think he's the first guy that kind of comes to mind. So, that they got to get rid of that image. Mm-hmm. So they, anyway, a new logo, a new look, a hot new look. Um, Hostess Ding Dongs. You familiar with the Ding Dongs? Oh, am I familiar with the Ding Dong? Are you familiar with the Twinkie? Uh, I'm not a Twinkie guy, well, but I'm familiar with the Ding Dong. They just they got a thing coming out called a mashup, a Ding Dong and a Twinkie <laughs> okay. together. Okay. The two of them fucked, and they they have a and now you got a Ding Dong Twinkie. Yeah. It's uh it's the hottest. Uh, they just released a Ding Dong Twinkie mashup, and there's no better combo in the world, according to Gail Cooper. Mm-hmm. She loved it. She's over there. She's working over there. Taste of Home. Okay. And she had it, and she said it's uh fantastic. Go get it. Mm-hmm. It's basically a chocolate covered Twinkie, is what yeah. it looks like to me. Enjoy that. Have fun with that. Um, Friends, the TV show Friends. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Did you like it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I, you know, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. I was never a Friends guy. Yeah. I never, it never did it for me. I think I was too old. I think when it was really, I think the, like it was young, one generation below me loved it. It mm-hmm. was like, we are like these friends. We are like yeah. these people. They're like us. And But for me, I was like, uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. I'm not getting it. I think I, I was a it. tad too young. Yeah, for it. you might yeah. have been tad too young. I was a tad too old. Anyway, there's a there's a line of coffees. We're obsessed with these new friends coffee flavors. Okay, these are you can get. Uh, okay, uh, you ready for the? If you're already familiar with the Central Perk Coffee Company, you know some of the flavors already floating around. You get them, you get them at centralperk.com. That's where they went to the. Mm-hmm. On Friends, Alex, was, yeah. they hung out at a Central Perk. Central Perk, yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. There was a coffee house. Yeah. They I hung re- out there. I recall that. I think yeah, there's a- Yeah, and she sang, a, and Lisa Kudrow would sing. 
Yeah. Smelly cat. None of the stuff was funny to me. I was like, is that supposed to be funny? I but think what they still I have one at, uh, at yeah. Universal, yeah. don't you they? Can Warner Brothers. Yeah. You can go over to Warner Brothers Central. and sit in Central Perk. Yeah. Maybe it's a Universal. I don't know. Anyway, you can get Oh My God coffee. Uh, ground coffee, one of the medium body, a plethora of sweet notes, specifically created to be brewed cold. This coffee is accompanied by the hints of butterscotch, chocolate, molasses, and citrus. I love when they tell you that about coffee because we get these different coffees for our mm. espresso we have. Yeah. And, and they tell you what it is on the outside. Mm-hmm. Hints of this. First of all, I never taste a hint of fucking anything in any of these coffees. It all tastes like, I mean, I'm a coffee drinker. And in the end, I don't even know if I really like it. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I mean, it doesn't taste good, you know, but I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. I, now, I should say before, I love it. But I don't know what I'm loving. Mm-hmm. I think I just love the ritual of it. Yeah, I, love the I think heat. you're right. I love the cup. Mm-hmm. I love the morning ritual of it. Making I certainly, it. Yeah, I don't know the, I don't taste butterscotches or chocolates or anyway. But oh my God, is that like a line from the show or that something? That must be, yeah. It I sounds like a Phoebe line, I think right? it's for whoever. Gunther? Gunther. That's another one? Gunther that, Espresso? Gunther is like a whole bean espresso blend with a full body taste, highlights smoky caramel flavors. Is he somebody on the show? I'm supposed to know this? Again, I, this Moo little... Point, at Moo Point, M-O-O. Yep. The first ever decaf blender features medium body. Where can you grab them? You can grab these at Central Park Coffee Company by subscribing to their mm-hmm. service and having them shipped directly to your home. You can choose to customize your subscription plan. Blah, blah, blah. What do you think of that? I like it. And yeah. I think it is based on uh, different quotes because they also, one of their older blends is the how you doing. So, which yeah. is Joey's line, Joey's you know. Line. So, yeah, I think okay. they're... You know, you know this is going to be sad. The next story's sad. It's sad, and it's sad, and it's it's sad, and it's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, are you ready for this? I don't know if you guys are ready for this. I really don't because I don't even know if we've officially said what song of the summer is. Oh, but we we just let's just say oh whatever. It's you the wreck it, of the Evan Fitzgerald. Your, your, it's, it's the wreck of the Evan Fitzgerald. Dude, I vote like for every, that. Pick your that new Doja song. The, yeah, you get that up for us. Get and we'll, Alex, Alex, this is Alex's. With it. This is Alex's pick for song of the mm-hmm. summer. Okay, now we're we're you know we're in the heart of August. Uh-huh. We're right in the midst of August. Yeah, and here's this is why this is sad. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it, everybody? Starbucks just released the the release date for mm-hmm. the pumpkin spice latte. It's out. The release date. It's August 29th, Tuesday, August 29th, Starbucks full menu. Uh, oh, you know what? It was supposed to be released on August 29th. They're moving it up to Thursday, August 24th. Wow. So we're already into pumpkin in spice time. It's summertime. Like, listen, Alex, it's spring. It's fall. Mm. We're in fall. Okay. Summer's over, so you better get your fucking Doja Cat song going mm-hmm. because the menu will see the return of the pumpkin spice latte and the popular pumpkin cream. Let me hear it. Oh, it's a little intro. Keep oh, talking. Oh, I know this song. This mm-hmm. intro is one of my favorite fucking songs. I think it's Dion Warwick. Walk on by. I think it's Dion Warwick. I think I could be wrong. Yeah, bitch. I said what, what I the hell? Said. I just pushed the Dion Warwick in the bushes. Get to my head. I don't care. I paint the town red. Bitch, I said this is what song I of the said. summer. I don't I care what anyone says. What is she? What is she talking about? What like what? Is she, I paint the town red. Like I she's out there dancing. She's out there. She's causing yeah. a scene. I think. She's a bad little bitch. She's a rebel. Is that what she's saying? Yeah. 
said, bitch, I said what I said. All right, all right, sure. I mean, that's pretty good. Yep. That's what I'm calling. Let's call. Let's call. So my new jam. Because this is anyway, my new walkout song. August, You've been telling me forever to have a walkout you song. You got it now. I'm coming out to Doja. Yeah, Alex will be walking out on stage in Denver on yep. Wednesday. The Comedy Works in Denver, August 24th. Uh, it said to it's going to run to November 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, the menu will see the return of the pumpkin spice latte. Like I said, pumpkin cream cold brew, apple crips, oat milk macchiato. But we'll also see the addition of some new stuff, Alex. Mm-hmm. New iced pumpkin cream chai tea latte. Ooh. New iced apple crips. Is it crips? Crisp. Is it supposed to, no, but it's saying it's spelled crips here. I don't know if that's wrong. I don't know if they made a mistake over at whatever I'm, stupid thing I'm reading this off yeah. of. It says crips several different several times. Several times. I know. I thought it would be apple crisps too, but it says that's crips. That's interesting. Oat milk shake and espresso on the snack side of things. The pumpkin cream Cheese muffin is returning. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. That's a They jizz in some pumpkin cream right mm-hmm. in the center of it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's all bukkakied up on yeah. all over it. I Get love it. warm. It. Ooh. Yeah. All right, you freak. Uh, here, it says apple crips again. It says apple crips again. Uh, the pumpkin spice chai latte, the new idea. Uh, okay, what else? Uh, owl, the owl cake pop. Yep. Okay. They kind of do that. I mean, the fox is just an orange owl cake pop. You know, I feel yeah. like they they run with that same. Yeah, over at Carvel, we uh, if you grew up in the East Coast, you know Carvel, or maybe they're in the way they're all over kind mm-hmm. of thing. Not not necessarily here, but Carvel used to have a Fudgy the Whale. Yeah, and if you had if you were if you were doing well in life, you'd get Fudgy the Whale for your birthday party, mm-hmm. and it was an ice cream like cake, a cake shaped right? like yeah. a whale. Yeah, but they they. Every they would do different. It wasn't just fudgy. They do some other things. Mm-hmm. Like they did this Martian, but it was all the fudgy um, shape. You Same know, they just shape. yeah, it was all the, just all a whale shape. Whale, yeah, but they just did it a little differently. And it was all the. It all came out of the fudgy uh, mm-hmm. canister. Or I whatever. like that. Yeah, that's fun. Not unlike the like you were saying about the about the the cake pops. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be joined by baked apple croissant. Okay. Uh, oh, the baked apple croissant will be served only at the only at warming stores. Yeah. What is there? Are there some Starbucks that don't warm? I think it's mostly like within, uh, like if you're inside a Ralph's or a Target. But oh, even a lot yeah. of those have the the little ovens in them. But you know, I often find there's a big difference between a Starbucks and. Proudly serving Starbucks. Yes. You see that sign yes. that says, We're pro- we proudly yes. serve Starbucks. There's a huge difference. They're, yeah. Proudly serving Starbucks and Starbucks mm-hmm. are, are oceans apart. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And you're getting the store brand milk. Yeah. Always, you yeah. know, you're, it's always mm-hmm. whatever they had in the back of the Target. That's always, what they're making. I always love when they, when they, the ones in the Target and the mm-hmm. Ralph's and whatever supermarket and they run out of like, we're out of milk. So we can't do the espresso. I'm like, you're in you're a, a fucking Target. Target. <laughs> yeah. There's milk. Three aisles mm-hmm. away. What are you doing? Like I've had several times at the Ralph at the Target ones. They're like we're out of that. I'm like, no, you're not. No, it's four feet away. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on in these poor Target people. I saw a lady. I just saw that viral video of the lady in blackface. She's oh in a yes, Target. She's I got blackface. You know, and 
Kind of, of a brown face. Brown face. Brown, it was like brown face. face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but whatever. She was trying. She, I guess it was trying. She's saying to be a lot of wild shit. And yeah. Then, yeah. Where's your pride section? She's yeah. screaming and yelling. And, What'd she uh, say? They never made so and so didn't get in yeah, trouble for Lester white face. Lester Holt didn't get in trouble for a white face. So trouble for white face. Yeah, she yeah. was wild. She. I was. just feel bad for like the Target employees who are like, oh, I don't, I don't want this mm-hmm. problem. But she's screaming and yelling. There's going to be a lot going on. Everybody's doing full on. Um, fall stuff. M and M's. They're doing their ghoul. You know, it's now it's like Halloween shit. Mm-hmm. We're in it. They we're, we're in there. it, everybody. So, sorry about the summer. I don't know if you had a good summer or a bad summer, but it's over. Mm-hmm. I know many of you are. Uh, I'm just reading about the across the country, Texas to Florida, just you know, hundred degrees for the next ten days or something. So it may not feel like it, mm-hmm. but the fucking you're going to be soon. You're going to be in your car, 110 degrees, eating a pumpkin cheese jizz all over mm-hmm. yourselves. Get a hold of yourselves. Psychology Today. You familiar with the uh, Psychology Today? It's a, yeah. It's a, you know, one of these magazines. It's a publication. Publication. Nice, nice publication. Uh, the Power of a Simple Hello is today. I looked it up. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm, we're coming up, we're trying to come up with stories today because I honestly looked up. I was like, what's the latest on Lizzo? Yeah. Because I wanted to see what, like, what's the latest, what's going what's on going with down? Lizzo? And it, like, kind of, like, now they're saying she's gas, Lizzo's gaslighting. That's what the, the dancers are saying now. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're being gaslit. Not yeah. only do we have to eat a banana out of some, you know, out of an Amsterdam guy's out of a, asshole or yeah. whatever it was. I don't know. There was yeah. a banana involved. I, I, I hear varying banana yeah. stories. A, a Dutch burlesque dancing. Something. Everybody banana. had to eat bananas. <laughs> Something, yeah. And which is, you know, I mean, in the end, I think what looks bad in all this is Lizzo looks bad, but I think the banana's getting a, getting a, yeah. really getting a bad rap on this mm-hmm. whole thing. Banana's like, all right, you know, we are still out there. You know, we put us in a bread. We're nice. Put us yeah. on a, chop us up in a cereal. My mom would my mom would chop up a banana on top of our Cheerios, yeah, or our kicks. Many of you guys are like that's what you ate, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how we sweetened our our shredded wheat up. You like oh like frosted mini wheats? No, no, shredded wheat, unfrosted little ones, so they they fit on the spoon and they're easy to eat. No, a giant <laughs> one that sat in the bowl and you poured milk over it. You. Honestly, it'd be akin to pouring milk over a, a bale of hay, just a bale, and then go, go into town on a bale of mm-hmm. hay with a spoon, because that's what it was, a yeah. giant brick of shredded wheat, and you poured milk over it, and my mother would slice up a banana on it. My mother's not Lizzo. She's not making it. She, it, she didn't pull it out of my dad's butthole. Uh, I, I, didn't, I don't think. Not Let's that we hope know. Yeah. yeah. So anyway... Uh, so I think the banana's kind of getting a bad rap in all this because mm-hmm. it's the one thing you keep seeing. Yeah, everybody's talking Lizzo, this, 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 but then if you if you talk if you having a conversation with anybody about it, and we're like, what? Are, I'm hearing about a banana. You're like, yeah, right. You don't want right. to know. So yeah, the banana. Anyway, I looked it up to see what was going on. So now the dancer's saying, "Whoa, now Lizzo's gaslighting us," because that Lizzo said something about mm-hmm. it. She's like, "These people are." They don't know what they're talking. They're bullshit and they're yeah. full of shit. Of course, they're lying. They were. They just wanted to be famous, and mm-hmm. now they're they're upset about they it. They just so. don't like having to eat fruits and vegetables. Fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, yeah. who knows? The bananas. You know, honestly, if you're gonna eat, I think the reason why 
bananas taking this because it's phallic in mm-hmm. shape so it's yes. easy to fit in yeah. an orifice if that's it i mean honestly you could fit a cucumber in same way probably mm-hmm. uh and squashes and stuff depending on the size yeah but i don't know if you like if you're at a whatever they were at some sort of burlesque show yeah. or whatever like, i don't know if you want to be down in a cucumber that's not as fun to eat as a banana no so if I'm going to eat, this is probably something you guys don't need to know about me, but if I'm going to eat a fruit out of any of your orifices, I would prefer it be a banana, not a cucumber. Okay. Does that, does that make yeah. any sense? Okay, mm-hmm. good. Let's, I'm glad we got that out. Uh, I don't, I like a peach, but I don't think you guys could fit that up there. No. I don't know what, I don't know what you, what you. I'd like a handful of grapes personally. But. Handful? Yeah. You can get a handful of grapes up there. Oh, you fisting people with fucking grape? What are you talking about? You handful. can get a handful of. A small handful. I, I mean, you're a sick, sick <laughs> son of a this bitch. This is why you I don't really have backup are. dancers. Yeah, this is, thank God you don't have backup dancers. <laughs> yeah. They'll be running around holding grapes in their vaginas. All right, listen, enough. Let's talk about psychology today. The power of the simple hello. We underestimate the upsides. Even though it might sound painful to strike up a conversation with a stranger, research suggests we should. Mm-hmm. According to psychology today, most people generally predict that such a conversation would be awkward or unpleasant. It turns out that these conversations are generally pleasant and well-received and help us all feel connected. This research suggests that we consistently underestimate the value of small kindnesses for us and for strangers. I got to tell you, Alex, a couple of weeks ago, before I even read this article, I adopted this um, this this rule. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm throwing hellos out left and right, kind yeah. of like a crazy person. Yeah. I'm walking around malls, streets, 99 cents, wherever I, wherever I go from day mm-hmm. to day. And I'm throwing out, hey, Good to see you. Just today, walked past some construction workers on the side of the road. Good morning. Guy was like, "What? <laughs> Don't talk to me." And I'm yeah. like, hey, "Good, no. You've, I, I heard it's a, it's a nice way to start the mm-hmm. day." So I'm doing it. You know what I noticed? Remember the days? I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but it is concerning for me, and I believe it's part of the decline of. I try to pinpoint when it all went to shit. When the the, the, the Western civilization declined. I don't mm-hmm. know what to blame it on. Yeah. Cell phones, whatever. The internet. Game, you know, yeah. I don't know, gaming. Mm-hmm. Who knows what? Yeah. Accessibility to porn, Lizzo. I don't know who to blame. Mm. But I'm going to blame this. And it was, we all let it happen. We saw it happening. And we let it happen and nobody spoke on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to change that. The mailman. Yeah. Now listen, it, it, have they taken a hit? Yes. Are they just stuffing your mailboxes with coupons from shit you're never going to buy? Mm-hmm. And, a, you know, some guy who, and a, and a book that tells you the best guy to put on a garage door. I don't know if you guys get that in your mailbox. Like Handyman mm-hmm. Magazine. And then they, magazine, like there's no reason really, honestly, for the mailman anymore. Yeah. But we kind of have to keep it going and I'm not going to fight it. Mm-hmm. I mean, most things go paperless now. Like, right. The I important mean, stuff. email and yeah. every, yeah, whatever. We, I mean, that's what we all know what yeah. the problem with the mailman is. Okay. By the way, this is not a joke. The woman who was in blackface, she was a mailman. <laughs> she that, really was. Yeah. Yes. That's what she screams out at one point. She said, I was fired from my postal job and now mm-hmm. I'm in blackface in Target. Anyway. We all knew our mailman. My point is this. If you grew up like me in Ron Concombe, Long Island, we knew the guy's name. Mm-hmm. We gave him a Christmas gift. Ooh. And, oh, my God. Every really? Christmas gift. He, we gave him, I mean, a, a birth, we knew his birthday, 
she'd come to the door. Everybody in the neighborhood knew your mailman. You knew it was a nice thing, mm-hmm. mailman. We're to jam our mailman. Wave to him. Good time. Have you ever, I defy any of you, I dare any of you to say anything to your mailman these days. Mm-mm. I mean, it's like it's like you spooked a raccoon eating out of a garbage can. You're like, hey, hello. <laughs> I mean, they don't, they don't want to talk. They got headphones on. Yep. Big giant pith hat or whatever, helmet, whatever, big sun hat, sweating. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know where they get these baggy socks. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not uh, wearing. They used to have the socks that were nice and tight up to the knee. Yeah. And a blue short, depending upon the season. Mm-hmm. Nice hat on them, nice, you know, jacket. Name now tag. Now they're wearing, yeah, they got their own outfit. You know, they got a Hawaiian shirt mm. on, uh, cargo shorts. Yeah. Not even of the, not even made by the U.S. mail. Mm-hmm. Baggy, like I said, so I, I, I don't know what happened over there. But, of course, it's you know, it's a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. But I think that's when it began, when we, we lost the communal, neighborhoody mailman. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jim. Great to see you. You know, he'd come to your door and it looks like you got some you know, really interesting mail today. Oh, it looks like you got a card from, from Grandma. Yeah. I mean, this is what he used to be. So he would, like, read the top of your mail. Yeah, like a fucking weirdo. He'd, like, he'd comment everything. on it. <laughs> looks like you're getting foreclosed on. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jim, give me the fucking mail, you <laughs> asshole. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but anyway, I, I happened to notice the other day when our mailman dropped it off, I said hi to him. He, like, ran off, like I like yeah. I said, like I spooked a raccoon. Like you were a dog or something. Yeah, right? anyway. So this is what they're saying. As much as we, here are some. Here, uh, everyone says hello. They they say it at Myrtle Beach. My mom, mm-hmm. mom, my mom, my mom doesn't like it. You know, my mom's like, if you guys, because we we go, then we rent the car and then we drive out of the little community my mom and dad live in in Myrtle Beach. You know, mm-hmm. and my mom's like, you just everyone waves. You're gonna see a lot of people on the on the way out because it's a nice little community. People on their front lawns. Yeah. And she's like, everyone waves. You got to wave. So be prepared. Okay, because everyone's waving. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, all right, I got it. It's kind of a nice thing. It's, like so, yeah, neighborhood it's thing. a nice thing for the for when you live here for a, the first month. Mm-hmm. Okay, my mother, they're not living there 20 years. Like, I don't want to fucking wave anymore to anybody. Yeah. But everyone's waving. So she told us, like, just keep it. Just know there's going to be a lot of waving on See, your way. See, I now. love that. So do I. I love, my stepdad was a neighbor waver. And yeah. It's still, and it was, we were doing a show like somewhere, I think it was when we did that tooth and nail winery. Okay. And I was driving through just like a neighborhood up there. And you were waving? And No, people were waving to me. Oh. And I was just like, like, I felt like I lived there. Like, it felt nice. That is nice. Look at you. What kind of car were you driving at the time? At the time, probably the, the Prius. Prius. They're probably waving for the police to get you out of the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, anyway, adults and even children uh, consistently underestimate how the simple act of kindness can be received. Likewise, adults consistently underestimate how positively others will receive social support and how happy and willing others would be to provide it if asked. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I just say hello. If you have to ask for it, it kind of destroys the point. You know? Yeah. Maybe like, will someone be friendly to me today? Anyway, there you go, everybody. I think that's all the news we got to uh, to give you today. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of, sh- not a ton of show business news yeah. out there. Uh, if, if there is, we'll, we'll be breaking it soon. 
Cover to Cover will now be coming to you uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. We won't just be Thursdays anymore. So if you love Cover to Cover, tell all your friends. We're now going to be free, free, freebie, 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 Tuesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we also have our Patreon if you want to come over and get more of the fun stuff we do here, mm-hmm. Patreon, $5 and $10 tier. And we are, we're doing Patreons constantly. Yep. They're all an hour plus. Uh, we don't we don't chintz on our on our mm. Patreons. Nope. Um, and it will be Tuesday afternoon and Thursday morning. There you, you go. Get one drive home from work and one drive to oh, work. Okay. If you're going to work, oh, that's a story I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, this I don't know if it's a sign of the times or whatever. You know, we always talk about oh, are people coming back to offices? Are they not? Are they still working from home? Blah 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 blah. But Zoom, Zoom, the literally the people who. Do work from home. Mm-hmm. I guess the Zoom CEO said all people who work for Zoom need to come back into the Zoom offices. Okay. So that's kind of an odd, okay. almost like a yeah. ironic, I think that would be. Mm-hmm. The Zoom people have to go back into their offices. Yeah. So who knows if that's a sign that everyone has to go back in their offices. The funny thing about it is, I was talking about this last night at my Gary Delabate party with a couple of my famous friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about the offices going to offices because Richard Blade, who still does, he does his show on Sirius. Uh, he's on, um, uh, the, what's, you know, he's on eighties at eight or one of them. I think he's on the, the first wave. Anyway, he's like, Oh no, I do it from the house. Like I literally do it from like, I have a room in my house. Mm-hmm. I have a recording studio in my house and I do it right from here. He lives in Granada Hills. So I do it from Granada Hills. Uh, so you know, I said, have you been to the, because they made, Sirius made new offices in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I said, have you been to the new, he's like, no, I haven't been there no. yet. I grew right from the house. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, who knows if, because that, that, that's what I was telling him. I'm like, isn't it funny that we're all saying we need to go back, but we now know that we're pretending you have to be in the office because you don't. Yeah. You know, but we, they, they, nobody knows how to react to this because like, well, we got the space. Mm-hmm. There's, we carpeted this, these buildings. Yeah. There's carpet in here, and there's desks, and somebody needs to sit at them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but we don't need to. I'm like, I know, but can you do it for us? Yeah. Say hello to some people Come walking down the hallway. Yeah. I don't know. So it's going to, and this is just, you know, the infancy of all this shit. Eventually, we're going to be like, I don't, we don't need to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody's got to go anywhere. Everybody stay home. Everyone, here's the way. I'm going to run for president, okay? Okay. Everyone say hello to everybody. Hi, hi, hi. It's been not too much more than that. And don't let, now this is like attractive people, attractive women mostly. I know you guys can't say hello to everybody because weirdos will take it differently. Yeah. You know, if you're walking down the street and you're a good looking person, woman, I'll say woman, mm-hmm. good looking lady, you say hello to a guy, they're going to be like, whoa, hello, yeah. what's going on? Love to eat a banana out of you. Well, like, okay, <laughs> okay, let's cut it out now. <laughs> enough is enough. Alex wants to eat grapes. Five, he said, a, a fistful of <laughs> grapes out of your asshole. I mean, what a fucking weirdo. I mean, he should literally be fired for such behavior, but I can't fire him. I don't know how to work this board. Uh, anyway, we love you all. Uh, what do we got to get out of here, Ron? Oh, by the way, Denver, we're there. Oh, we'll, we'll be there? Yeah. We're, no, this will be when? Well, Thursday. Tomorrow. Today. No, because this Yesterday. is going to be released on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, you're you, right. Forget <laughs> it. We, we love you, Denver. You were great. We had the best yes. time. It was brilliant. We loved you. Mm-hmm. We're taping this on uh, Monday and releasing it on Thursday. So just so you know, if a crazy story happens in the next few days, you know why we haven't mentioned it. And we're just talking about saying hello to people on Mailmen and Richard Dreyfus and Marsha Mason. Mm-hmm. What do we got to get out of here on, Alex? Something fun, something 
your cover of choice. Oh, this is such a great song. Soft Cell, Mark Almond's. Mm-hmm. Now, now he calls it Mark Almond's Soft Cell when he's on tour because it's one of those deals where you know, he has to, Soft Cell won't let him use the name, so mm-hmm. he's got to, whatever, I think. I love you. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Cover to Cover. Get Patreon. Give us a review. Give us a five-star review mm-hmm. if you love it. Give us whatever number you think. But we love it. We love the reviews. Hit the smash that like button. Smash the like <laughs> button. Oh, so much happening over here at Cover to Cover. we got a lot going on. So uh, enjoy it, everyone. Thank you for listening. We love you. See you on the road. I'll be out there with Heather McDonald. Mm-hmm. If you guys are coming to any of the Heather shows this weekend, uh, out of Foxwoods Casino at Red Bank, New Jersey, and the Paramount Theater in my hometown of Huntington, Long Island, uh, I would love to see you and say hi. I come up. I'll do pictures with you. Mm-hmm. I don't charge. Heather yeah. does her thing. And I go and, and hang out in the back and, you know, I'll, I'll take you. Love you all. Bye-bye. You need someone to hold you tight And you think love is to pray But I'm sorry I don't pray that way Once I ran the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.